Hello, this is Back to the Basics. This is season two, episode 23. First of all, happy Father's Day. Grand risings to you. Awesome alaikum, shalom, all of that. This is a very special day. It's Father's Day. This was an unexpected pre-recording. Looking at the title, right below Happy Father's Day is, Will You Slash We Answer the Call of the most high. <laughs> and I know for many other fathers out there, you've already answered. The call to be a father and some of the children that you are a father to are not biologically yours. And I salute to you for doing what you do every day. So, like I said, this was unexpected. I will be reading from Exodus chapter 2, verses 23 through 25, and then going into Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. And yes, I will be reading from the King James Version of the Bible. The Most High started speaking very early this morning, between the hours of 4 and 5 a.m. Today, Moses will be highlighted. And before we do, before we get into it, I'm already sharing the screen. I am going to say a prayer before we get started, because you see, this isn't about back to the basics. It sometimes amazes me that he still even talks to me because I'm imperfect. I'm a human being. And I make mistakes. I still make an honest attempt to do the right thing. Making an honest attempt to live righteously righteously is not easy. But anyway, our Father and our God, Jesus, Yeshua, the Most High, We thank you, Father, for just waking us up this morning, for keeping us last night, and that we are able to see another day that you have made. I ask a special blessing upon all of the fathers, all of the men out there who have answered the call to be a father to their children, and also those who are godfathers and those who are just a legal guardian or mentor of our children. I just ask for a special blessing upon them today that you will lead and guide and protect them, lead and guide their footsteps
And I pray that you will send your ministering angels to encourage them. That they will not get weary and well-doing. And that you will give them peace of mind and continued health and strength. Dear Lord, I pray that you decrease me and that you increase. Even your servant, John the Baptist, who prepared the way for you, When you arrived on the scene and after you were baptized and you went to start your ministry, even John the Baptist said, he must increase as I must decrease. And that's my prayer today. In Jesus name. Amen. I'm going to show a few more images before getting into the word. Let me just take the words off the screen here. Again, the title is, Will You or We Answer the Call of the Most High? Taken from Exodus chapter 2, verses 23 through 25, Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. So let me get that off of there. I'm just going to show some images because you see, and in fact, let me get into the word of God and then I'm going to show the images. So let me start reading. I'm already sharing the screen. So Exodus chapter two, starting at verse 23, and it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage and they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. Verse 24, and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Verse 25, and God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. Now, let me go to chapter three, starting at verse one. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. Here we go. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. Verse three. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush is not burnt. Verse four. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. I'm going to back up now to chapter two, and we're going to go back to verse 23. Because I need to show this needs to be uh, emphasized. Let me go down to verse 23. We're going to take it verse by verse. This is a lot. This is powerful. And it was unexpected. 
So, and it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died. So, you know, also known as Pharaoh. And the children of Israel sighed by reason of bondage. Again, slavery. And they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage or slavery. So how did the children of Israel get there? For those who know the story of Joseph, that is how. Joseph was one of the last born of Jacob, who is also known as Israel, and Rachel, his mother. There was a, Joseph, you know, was favored by his father, Jacob, you know, Israel, and his other brothers did not like that. It caused strife, you know. But to make a long story short, you know, his brothers sold him into slavery as far as um, Joseph. And then, you know, He unfortunately was placed in the prison due to false accusations of a woman, Potiphar's wife. So he was sold, sold to Egypt. And then in prison, you know, the Most High gave him a talent or the gift to interpret dreams. And due to the result of him being the only one who could interpret Pharaoh's dream, he was made second highest in the kingdom of Egypt. And he prepared Egypt for the seven years of famine that came. And then as the story goes along, he, he meets up with his brothers again. And after he saw Benjamin, which was the youngest born of Rachel and the last born, they were reconciled. And that's how the children of Israel came to dwell into Egypt. It was through Joseph. Now, of course, many years had passed and, you know, the good work or reputation of Joseph was not remembered by, you know, the Pharaoh. So now, you know, a lot of time has passed. You see that? And it came to pass in process of time, many years had gone by. And now the children of Israel are in bondage. Let me go to verse 24. But it's, see, the saving grace is, is that God heard their groaning and, and he remembered his covenant. The Most High remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob, whom I had just, you know, spoken of. Just, just given a you know, the backdrop setting the stage for those who are not aware or know the story of Joseph because Joseph was Jacob's son. And it was through Joseph that the children of Israel were even in Egypt. But see, God remembered, the Most High remembered his covenant, his binding agreement with Abraham, Isaac, and with Jacob. He remembered. The Most High does not have amnesia. He remembers. 
He heard and he remembered. And then after he did that, he looked. And God looked upon the children of Israel. And God had what? Respect unto them. You see that? We're talking about the Most High looking upon his people, and he had respect unto them. You see, this is one of those verses that people don't, you know, that they don't want to highlight. It's real easy to debunk the Bible as being, oh, well, you know, it's only written by man. And it's partial lies and partial truths. The truth of the matter is, is that this book, whether if an individual believes it or not, this is a part of our history. This is our history. For those who um, study from a different text, whether if it's the Torah or the Quran, it doesn't matter to me. But just know this, that this right here is our history. I'm not a theologian. I'm just an ordained minister. And I was called by the Most High. I'm not throwing any shade at all these Bible colleges or anything. But um, I was called by the Most High. And that's what I'll say about that. And whom he calls, he qualifies. And yes, he calls women. And don't worry, because he calls children too. You don't have to be an adult for the Most High to call you. You see, the prophet Isaiah, he was a child. Even the prophet Samuel, going back, going again forward into the Bible, Samuel, the Most High called Samuel at eight years old. He called him. Remember that. That's what the title of, of this is. Like, will you or we answer the call of the Most High? After his people had cried out, and he heard and he remembered his covenant. Now, okay, I'm going to start looking. I'm, I'm looking and I do respect you. Prayer is one of those things that move him. And also our actions. if we choose to follow and obey his commandments that will move the most high. Let me now move to ch chapter three. Now, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. There is so much in this verse right now. First of all, he, Moses was already a leader. He was already a leader. Because remember, Moses had fled Egypt. He had murdered an Egyptian. And then when 
another situation had occurred and when somebody called him out, oh, are you going to murder me like the Egyptian? Now I'm paraphrasing now. Then he fled and the Pharaoh, he knew about it, but Moses had fled. But again, when he killed that Egyptian, he saw, he saw injustice that was going on. And that doesn't make, it doesn't make that murder necessarily justified. And I know I'll probably get some pushback. Well, what are we supposed to do? Just let people just look, I'm getting to that. Just, just, just bear with me here. Because Moses, that just shows you what type of mindset Moses had. Moses was not a pushover. He committed murder. He was a radical. I find it in interesting when a person, you know, sa says, you know, I read and study the Bible that people think that all of a sudden that that we are pushovers for some reason. I mean, look at Dr. King. You really think that Dr. King, Dr. King Jr. was a pushover? Absolutely not. And in fact, during that last year of his life, he saw. He knew what was getting ready to go down after he made that speech on April 3rd, 1968. He knew. You don't think that he didn't see that the Most High did not tell him, listen, your time... Your time is short now. You didn't think that these people didn't know? That's how you know when somebody is affecting is having an impact on the establishment, on the status quo, because you see, those people do not live. Malcolm X, they had to get rid of him real quick. Dr. King Jr., they had to get rid of him. RFK, yes, they had to get rid of him. They had to get rid of JFK. As far as people speaking out, like the ex-FBI agent, Ted Gunderson, they had to get rid of him. He had served in the FBI. They had to get rid of Bill Cooper, William Cooper. They had to even get rid of uh, even Mr. Russo for doing his documentary, Freedom to Fascism, where he talks about the federal income tax, Mr. Aaron Russo. They had to get rid of Mr. Aaron Russo. He's no longer here with us. But anyway, getting back to Moses being a radical leader, you see, he already had a flock, not just the sheep, but you know, it's been said that, you know, you, uh, we hear the term sheeple. And we also, I also did a, I did a breakdown whenever I did season two, episode nineteen of of the pastors Jeremiah twenty three. That 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 the you know he said my sheep are my people. You see that a lot in the, um, but here it's talking about the flock literally. But him being a leader, Moses being a leader, he had been a radical leader. But I could see it, you know, as him leading, being a leader of people as well. And it goes on to say he led the flock to the backside of the desert. Lord have mercy, Jesus, the desert, the wilderness, a bipolar climate where it could be really hot and dry and low humidity, and then at night it could be freezing temperatures, the desert, where vegetation and water 
may be scarce. Look at the environment that he's in right now, that the Most High is about to call him. Are you seeing this? The desert of all places where an individual could see the sun and then in a matter of moments, a big sandstorm can come and then they have all this sand coming down on them where an individual could be buried in the sand, the desert. Where dry vegetation can just catch fire, spontaneous combustion, the desert. L look at this environment that this leader this man is about to be called out of. And he came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. Verse two, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire. So the bush was burning and the bush was not consumed. So the bush was just burning and burning and burning and burning. And it was not being consumed. It wasn't turned to ashes, to dust. I, 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 oh, this is so deep. Because the Most High used a natural element. Oh, Jesus have mercy. He used a flame of fire, a natural element to get his attention. You see that? You see, oh, this is powerful. The most high will use what is in our environment. He will use situations to get our attention. In this case, he used a natural element, fire. And the bush was not consumed to get Moses's attention. And notice what it says. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. And I listen, I know there are some of you who may be watching or listening this and you have been praying and seeking the most high for a long time. But could it be that he, the most high has appeared unto you and you were not paying attention because of the many distractions in your environment. Are you feeling me? Are you hearing me this morning? This is a word from the most high. Could it be that all that time you, an individual has been praying that the most high has been appearing Unto that person through various situations, he sent people, he's done, he's done various things, but that person has yet to focus and really pay attention to be attentive. Here we go. Situational awareness of the environment. Most High uses many things to get our attention. Notice that the and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. The Most High was seeking him.
verse 3, and Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. Most High got his attention. And look at verse 4. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. You see, the Most High, he watches and he listens to us. As soon as the Most High saw that he had his attention and that Moses had made up in his mind, see, Moses had made up in his mind, I will turn aside and see this great sight. The Lord saw that he had done that, already made up his mind of what he was going to do. That was when the Most High called unto him. Oh, you, you, got, you got to get this word today. And he called him by his name. He said, Moses. Moses. And he said, here am I. You see, as an ordained minister, the only thing that I can do is lift up the most high. The only thing that I can do, and really I should do, is obey him. And for me to do, you know, for me to do what he says. Because at the end of the day, it is the most high that draws people to him. It is not the pastor. It is not the ordained minister. It's not the, it's not the deacon or the elder or the trustee, the usher, the choir director, the prophet, the apostle, whatever type of title or label you want to give. And I'm speaking to all of the pastors and ministers and whatever title you may, you know, you may have. It is the spirit of the most high that calls his people through you. As an ordained minister, I am just a vessel. I am just an instrument that the Most High uses. That's all. I'm no better than anybody else. You don't have to call me reverend. That's the problem with some of you pastors and ministers and teachers and bishops and all that. Listen, I give you respect. The most high called you, the most high called you, but let's not get all caught up in all these titles because the most high can call a child to be a bishop or, you know, he can call a child to prop to uh, prophesy. I'm not special. Just because he called me to be an ordained minister, I'm not better than anybody else. If they're ordained or not, even, hey, if they're a Sunday school teacher, I'm no, I'm no better than the, the, the Sunday school teacher. We got to get, we got to get out of this. This is not about competition. The spirit of competition is demonic. Are you hearing me? This demon of competition. It's a demon. That is a, that is a evil spirit. It's a, it's demonic. The spirit of arrogance, it's demonic. Because at the end of the day, it is the spirit of the most high that draws and calls his people. 
And for the church members out there, I got something for you too. Quit putting these ministers, pastors, and prophets, and teachers, and, and evangelists, whatever have you, up on a pedestal. Are you there to serve the most high? Are you, are you there to worship the most high or are you there to worship the pastor? You are setting up the pastor, the elder for a great fall. I don't want you to worship me. The most high speaks to everyone. It's just that, again, not everybody has paid attention. Look at verse three, what Moses did. He said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. You see that he was attentive. He was attentive to his environment. And remember, he was in the desert. He was in the wilderness. Don't do that. Don't worship the pastor. Worship the most high. The church is not just a building. So now just because of... May or may not can meet in a building. So now you're not going to worship the most high. What? But, let, but let's remember that. As ministers. Like wherever an individual is, wherever an individual may fall on the fivefold ministry, that um, remember it is the spirit of the Most High that calls and draws his people. You know, I know it gets tough to where some of you, you know, you get weary, like, man, you know, I keep putting the word out here and it just seems like it's falling on deaf ears. Remember, it's not about you. Remember who they are rejecting. They are rejecting the most high. They're not rejecting Miss um, Respirus. They're not rejecting me. You're rejecting the most high. I know it gets hard to try not to get weary and and not and not to take it personal, but we can't allow that. There's too much at stake. The spirit of the most high will draw his people. Those who choose to answer his call, look at Moses. Moses said, Here am I. And I'm telling you right now. That there is a separation going on right now. The Most High is watching and he is seeing and he knows who is his. And he also knows who is not his. I will say to those listening, this is not a threat. It is a warning. Choose wisely. The Most High does not glory in the destruction of the wicked. He does not. But he is also a God of judgment. He is a God of mercy. Yes, he is. He is a God of love. He is. But you see, a balanced gospel is that, yes, God is love. He is. 
he would not have sent his son Yeshua. to reconcile us back to him if he did not love us. But at the same time that God is love, he is also a consuming fire. Even with Noah, and when he told Noah, listen, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I, I almost regret even making man. Yes, he did. Now, if you go back in the book of Genesis, he's, he used the word repentance. He's like, man, I felt bad. So now, Noah, I got to start all over again. Now I'm paraphrasing. And he instructed Noah to build the ark. And you know, scholars, for all the scholars out there, the scholars even estimated it took Noah 120 years to build the ark. And let me tell you something, 120 years is a long grace period. Yes, the Most High loves us, but he also is a God of judgment. He is. He is not a pushover and he is not Santa Claus. It's not going to be have it your way. This prosperity doctrine that is demonic. The most high is not interested in our money. He is interested in our trust and he is interested with us talking to him and communicating with him. That is what the Most High wants. He doesn't want our money. The whole idea, sort of like as far as the um, the concept of the tides, listen, okay, I wake you up, up, if a person wakes you up every day and you have breath in your body, strength, all five senses, and even if you don't, you're still blessed because there are people who are no longer physically with us. But if a person, an individual, a supreme being does that, and all he's asking for is 10%, see that right there is just saying to me, do you trust me? You, hey, 100%, I'm only asking for 10 that's that's what that says to me. Do you trust me with 10% of the 100% that I give you? This is a powerful, powerful revelation from the Most High. And I will go a little bit further. I am done with this particular text, but let me go over let me see to Joel chapter two verse let me go to verse twenty eight. Let me go down to verse 28. Look at this now. And it shall come to pass. This is Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Key word here, Joel 2, chapter 20, 20 uh, Joel 2, verses 28 and 29. This is the most high speaking. And look what, what he says. He says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. 
all flesh. So the Most High is giving everyone an opportunity right now to be elevated. He is giving everyone an opportunity right now to to come to him or go to him. He opened it up for everybody. There is an opportunity for everyone to be saved. And some will choose to answer the call of the Most High. And some will not choose to answer the call of the Most High. But look what it says. It says that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. You see, again, it's his spirit that does the the drawing and the calling. Pastor, minister, deacon, elder, apostle, prophet, it is his spirit. My prayer is that we make better choices during this serious time period. Let me tell you something. Our people are in a desert right now. Look at the unemployment rate. Over 40 million Americans have filed for unemployment. Bondage, slavery, slavery. Mm. That right there. He looked upon his people and had respect. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. And this verse right here. This verse right here. That's that focus verse. Because you see, when the Most High saw that Moses had turned aside to see and had made up in his mind to turn aside and see what's going on over there, then that was when he called him. And remember, the Most High appeared unto him. He was already in the environment. You see the environment, the desert, the wilderness? Yeah. The Most High was already in the wilderness. He was not far away. He was right there in the environment. But are we paying attention? No, we're too busy, distracted by everything else that's going on. (laughs) Black Lives Matter, really. We're too busy distracted by COVID-19. We're too busy distracted by all of these other things. This, what is it? This rally 
that 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 happened what was it yesterday all the trump rally and then you know um john bolton's book you know it's going to be dropping on tuesday we're 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 too distracted we're distracted by many things when the most high is seeking he he is already in are you are you are you seeing this he's already in our environment the most high is not far away He's in our environment, trying to get our attention, trying to get our attention, but we're too busy distracted. However, once he gets our attention, another question is when he gets our attention, are we going to turn aside And make up our mind to turn aside? Or are we just going to look, see, and then not engage? When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. I'm going to stop sharing the screen. The Most High said, that's enough. And I'm going to put back, I'm now going to show these images of these okay Looks like I had lost connection there for a minute, but we're back. It is Father's Day. And I know that you guys have answered the call to be a father to your children, a mentor, you know, And for those who are being a father to children who are not biologically yours, I salute you. You know, what a beautiful image. See, these are the images that the media doesn't want shown of our men. They don't want there to be any positive black men in the media. Nah, they don't want that. They don't, they, they want to destroy the nuclear family, particularly the black nuclear family. Face to face, I tell you, what a beautiful photo, face to face. You know. Oh, look at the twins. <laughs> and their dad is right there with them. I love I love what the shirt says. Prepare to amaze. Or what is it? Uh, prepare to be amazed. I like that.
Oh, I definitely was going to put Malcolm X in this presentation. Don't think I wasn't. He says, I don't even call it violence when it's in self-defense. I call it intelligence. Direct quote from the late, great Malcolm X. And then Martin Luther King Jr., we're coming to get our check. And for those fathers who are no longer with us, well, I feel for you. For those who their father is no longer here, I lost my dad too. I sure did. But the saving grace is, is that I see him every day. Every time I look in the mirror, I see him. And it gives me comfort that he is not He is not 100% gone, not yet. He is just no longer on this prison planet. And he's just no longer in the physical realm. But I know that I see him every day because I see him when I look in the mirror. And I'm fine. I've gotten to the stage where I have accepted that. I can look in the mirror and I can be cool with that. Okay? You're not here with me physically, but I know that you're still here. Which means that I just can't live any old kind of way. That's what it means to me. But anyway, happy Father's Day. I'm telling you. I didn't have any pictures of us women because you see, this is your day. It is a day, you know, that the Lord has made. It is, oh yeah, you know, the most high, you know, it's his day. But this is a celebration. Celebration. And that's why I chose the images that I did. Just to let you know. Some of you may not want to pat on the back, but you are appreciated. You are appreciated. With that being said, you know I love you as a sister. Mr. Trevor Bell, the UK taxi cab driver who's no longer with us. He passed April 18th of this year, 2020. He was 61, just had become a grandfather. My condolences go out to his significant other of 28 years and his, his three children and his family and all those who have gone on before him. Just wanna let you know, none of my statements are endorsed by the United States Army, Department of Defense, and or any other military branch, element, or government entity.
And you can check me out. You know, I'm known as Back to the Basics on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm also on Speaker, Anchor, Spotify. And I just uh, recently got on SoundCloud. Just look for Back to the Basics with the number two. (laughs) Back to the Basics. Thank you for bearing with me. The golden hour is here. So will you or we answer the call of the most high? There's a text. Exodus chapter 2, verses 23 through 25. Chapter Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. From the King James Version of the Bible. I love you as a sister. The Most High be with you to lead, protect you, and guide your footsteps this day. Peace and blessings.